Hey, what's up, bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app that's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs, and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the modern reformation. Yeah, the bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here, another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to the bar. We are grateful that you are listening. And I love to start the show off by thanking the listeners. I know I do it every week, but every week you guys are awesome. You take time to share the podcast. You take time to like, to comment. I read all the comments. Uh, so make sure you keep doing it, giving us good feedback. And uh, we really appreciate you. And like I do every Tuesday, I bring you an awesome guest. And this is a repeat offender. Probably the fastest turnaround on a repeat offender. Usually I've let a little time lapse, but uh, this young man actually... Uh, that wrote a book recently and so we brought him on talk about the book so you guys can get it and and be excited as much excited about it as i am we have on today none other than pastor trey what's up man hey Dwayne, good to be here for sure thanks so much for having me back on i sure appreciate it yeah man pleasure's all mine man um those that might have missed the first time you were on we met at ligonier conference uh 2018 or 2019 if i got my years right and um, we we sat down, had a really good conversation, really enjoyed your company and and uh, laughed and, and joked around and just had a really good time and and uh, stay connected, man. And I, I, that's one thing that I'll be honest about this podcast. You know, of course, I want to give you guys good content, but I love making really good connection with really good folks. And, and, and I feel like you're one of those uh, trades. So for those that missed that show, man, give a brief introduction about yourself and then we'll start talking about the book. Oh, long very short, I'm a church planter from Denton, Denton, Texas. It's near Dallas, Texas. We started about four years ago. I've been in various uh, ministries before that. Spent 15 years as a traveling evangelist uh, in my life. 
and uh, really wanted to to be planted, be rooted, to equip the saints, and really felt called to be an elder and and do such. And uh, we started a church that was extremely biblically centered, going to be focused on the Bible and teaching and preaching, and uh, with that center, even narrowing in on the gospel and the content of the gospel. And uh, from that desire has come uh, the book that has been written, The Missing Gospel of Modern Christianity, Know, Believe, and Share the True Message of Salvation. Nice. Yes. That's, that's a great title that, that grabs you just, just by looking at the missing gospel of modern Christianity. So, uh, before we started recording, you, you started telling me about it. I said, wait, 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 let me hit record. So tell <laughs> me about the, the genesis of this book. Where did it come out of? And then we'll get into some more details about it. Oh, you know, Dwayne, you and I have talked in the past and off the air as well that RC Sproul and the ministry of renewing your mind really has impacted our life. And I uh, spent years listening to literally every renewing your mind there was. Mm-hmm. My goal was to get under the teaching of R.C. Sproul and finally was able to get to, uh, when he was alive, Ligonier Academy and do the doctorate program. And this is kind of the dissertation that, that I turned in uh, for my final work there. And it's, it's on the gospel and the fact that Christians are professing Christians. Are, are losing the gospel and convoluting the gospel, mixing it up and and uh, taking a lot of relativism with the gospel and putting the gospel out there instead of a message from God that has been once and for all delivered. It mm-hmm. is a very moldable and pliable message that is becoming a man-made message, but yet only the gospel of God has the power unto salvation. Right. And this can come about... Uh, as we've talked before, it can come about intentionally, where people are intentionally changing the gospel. But one thing we see today is that professing Christians are unintentionally changing the gospel because they do not know how to articulate the gospel the way they should. So this book is really written kind of like an a, a evangelist handbook or how to share the gospel, what is the gospel and what the gospel is not and going back to the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes that message. Nice. That, and that's, that's so real, so timely. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that, that I noticed, you know, coming out of the charismatic world is, uh, how much I didn't know the gospel, you know, when people would right. say it, you know, it, it's kind of like a cliche word, something you slide in. You know, uh, and, and even with my background, you think about gospel music, but not knowing, you know, the actual gospel. So, uh, what, what were some of your, your, uh, your, your approaches to, uh, first, I guess probably, you probably explain why it's lacking or, you know, what may have caused some of the ignorance and then go into, you know, just the way you develop that through the book. Right. Well, as you said, the, the word gospel is prevalent in evangelicalism or evangelicals, those who are supposedly believing and preaching the, the gospel, but it's the evangel, the actual gospel that is not accentuated oftentimes or taught. It's assumed. So many professing mm-hmm. Christians and churches and preachers and teachers uh, assume that people know the gospel and they just say the word gospel and call people to perhaps believe in that word or when they're sharing their own testimony, they just throw it out there that they believed the gospel, but it's important today, uh, I don't want to say more so than ever, but but perhaps something to that effect, but it is vitally important 
to explain the gospel because people do not know it. And they may be able to spell the word, but spelling right. the word is not the same as believing in the message. So when we go to the Bible, we find that the gospel is not just believing in that word uh, that equates salvation, but is believing in the message that that word represents. And that's what we find there in the book of Romans one uh, sixteen. Paul says the, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. And many of us know that by heart. Many of us have memorized that verse. Uh, but one large section of the book here, part one, is exegeting Romans chapter 1, verse 1 through 5, where Paul lays out the ingredients. He lays out the components, the message of the gospel that he refers to that is the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believes. And uh, this, this, the book is designed to walk people through that gospel so that professing Christians can stick to the message that Paul received from God that has the power unto salvation and to proclaim that message and not to distort it, not to change it, but to rest uh, in the gospel and trust indeed that it is the power of God and it's through the gospel that the Holy Spirit regenerates and brings people to himself. Right, right. Very, very true. And so, you know, you, you kind of touched on where I was going, which is, you know, kind of your, your second part. Uh, you broke it up into parts. Um, people that are changing, like you, you, you titled it Consequences of Changing God's Gospel. Uh, so what, what did we, what did you, what did you talk about in that section, um, as far as those consequences go? Right. Well, what, what we find is we have, we have, uh, people who desire to witness to others and, and they're, they're out there proclaiming a gospel, but often it is not the gospel. And, and one large part of the book there, like you say in section part two, is, um, is the consequences of proclaiming a gospel that is not the gospel which we have to understand that if we make up our own gospel, it is not the gospel. And right. so no matter how passionately we share that gospel that we have made up with others, it cannot save them. And no matter if we convince them to believe in that gospel that we have made up, it cannot save that person from the wrath of God. So it's calling us as Christians back to proclaiming the right gospel. And even in our churches today— we have uh, people who are there who have believed in something that someone called the gospel um, but is not the gospel. They're accepted as members of a church. Perhaps they're baptized or they walked an aisle, they raised the hand, their hand mm-hmm, or they filled mm-hmm. out a paper, and somebody in the church professes or agrees with them that they are Christians, and yet they have not believed in the gospel. There's the power of God unto salvation. They have believed in something else other than the gospel. So they go on to have a false, they're false members of a church. They also uh, uh, have a false assurance of salvation because it's rooted in their false uh, gospel that they have received and that they have believed. So this is a true problem in our day. I believe it's always been a problem. One of my favorite theologians, A.W. Pink, uh, there in the 1940s even said that nine out of ten professing gospel Christians uh, do not have the true gospel, because in nine out of ten cases, the gospel is not being proclaimed. So that part two is really designed for Christians to analyze 
what am I saying when I present the gospel? Am mm. I sticking true to the biblical message and really portraying who Jesus is and what he has done to bring about salvation, or have I turned it into something else? Which will lead there into the, the part three uh, of right. the book as well. Nice. Good deal. And looks like, you know, I haven't had a chance to read it. My listeners know uh, I'm a slow reader. Uh, <laughs> I got got one more in front of this one. Definitely want to jump into it. But uh, we're kind of going through the, the I guess, the table of contents. Uh, and uh, yeah. look, looks like you you begin to, like you said, train on how to, uh, I guess, uh, uh, deliver the gospel. Um, you know, you talk about. Uh, unpopular, I mean, popular yet unbiblical words used while speaking about salvation. So touch on that and then we'll touch on the last one before we, we hit our break. Sure. Uh, well, as I said, the gospel is, is oftentimes changed into something that it was not and that gospel does not have the power of God and salvation. So today we find a lot of terms and that evangelists use and that we mm-hmm. use as just just professing Christians that are simply just un, unbiblical we have no basis for them right. um, many times we we say things or hear things like have you asked Jesus into your heart mm-hmm. and part three of the book is just an analysis of these popular but unbiblical methods of supposedly presenting the gospel. And it's written in such a way that I know it offends some people, some of my friends <laughs> and even family have been offended that by that, but as they read it, you'll kind of see a light come on. They are offended at first, but mm-hmm. it seems some people, but then it's like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying now. This is not rooted in the Bible. I didn't. Jesus never told someone to come forward to be saved. The apostles didn't tell someone to come forward and be saved. Right. So I see what you're saying here. You don't have to come to the front of a church or a stadium in order to be saved. And uh, so various terms that that come up like that. Have you? Uh, do you have a relationship with God? Is that the best best way to? Uh, witness to someone because uh, truly biblically everyone has a relationship with god you either Mm -hmm. have a relationship of wrath or you have a relationship of blessing depending on what you've done with the son of god right Mm -hmm. uh so we just kind of go through those various terms and, and look at them and and make sure people understand that that what we call evangelism today or sharing the gospel is often not the biblical gospel and again, trying to go back to declaring and stating who Jesus is and what he has done to bring about salvation and spending our time on that and not mm-hmm. necessarily on us. I mean, you know this, Dwayne, but uh, commonly people are taught to share their testimony oh, yes. uh, in evangelism. And and that can be, I don't want to throw that out completely, but... But a person's testimony, if it is primarily about them and not Jesus, that is not going to be the power of God unto salvation. Mm -hmm. And we often hear people share their testimony that is very narcissistic. It is very me-centered instead of Christ-centered. So it is okay to share your testimony, but make sure that you make the star of the show, not yourself, of course, uh, Mm -hmm. but Christ and the gospel, and how he has made you new and changed your life. So anyway, the part three just kind of goes through that. Like, 
like analyzing how people witness today and is that way biblical, and then even our their response to that gospel. If mm-hmm. we present the gospel, what is that person to do? Right. And we have to be very careful because sometimes we add something to the gospel. We mm-hmm. say, well, now you've got to uh, say the sinner's prayer, or well, you've got to come to the front, or you've got to uh, be baptized, or you've got to do this in order to be saved. But the biblical command upon hearing the gospel is to believe the gospel and repent of your sins. And and it's I don't want to say it's that simple. Obviously this involves the supernatural act of God in a person's right. life, but but that's that's what people are called to do. And in today's times, especially with the the Charles Finney uh <laughs> and, and his effects on American evangelicalism, we have this addition to the gospel of what you need to do next which we don't find in the Scripture. We don't find anywhere uh, through Jesus or the apostles someone to is, – is, no one is ever commanded to repeat the sinner's prayer. Uh, and, and no one is – there's never an allusion to a quote-unquote uh, sinner's prayer in right. the Bible. It's the gospel is presented, and people are called on to believe and repent of their sins. And so it's just part three kind of calls believers back to that. Hey, trust in the gospel, and the person's response is they don't have to walk to the front uh, in order to be saved, but they are <laughs> called upon to believe and repent of their sin and to stick with the biblical gospel and stick with the biblical call on how to properly respond to that gospel. Amen, brother. Yes, sir. Good stuff. You're making me excited about getting into this book, man. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm thinking about all the the stuff, you know, growing up, you know, going to the front and, you know, all the, you know, sentence prayer, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm, that's, that's spot on, man. So right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Daryl and I'm here with my wife, Karen. What's up? And we're the host of the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast. The podcast that seeks to answer the question that we all ask, what are we even doing here? We cover topics such as marriage, family, life, and living a Christian life in this crazy world. We don't have all the answers, but we know where to look. Subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud as we seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. All right, we're back in here with my good friend, Pastor Trey talking about this new book make sure you guys pick it up the link will definitely be in the show notes the missing gospel of the modern christianity um and uh i usually do the the fun questions at the end but you've already done them pastor trey and they could definitely go check out that show to hear what kind of music you listen to and all that good stuff uh but i want to continue to talk about the book um because a couple of things you said a lot of stuff in that last segment that I, I want to kind of dig down or just kind of, I guess, uh, give my personal experience. You know, like you said, you talk about uh, people giving testimony, you know, or people telling you to give your testimony, you know, to witness to folks. Um, and that, like, I literally like took a evangelism class years ago and that was, you know, part of the instruction you know, to give your right. testimony, you know, and, and I love how you brought out how that's more you centered and not Christ centered as, as narcissistic and all of that, that that's all great points. And, but I will say this, man, I did attend another 
evangelical, I mean, what is it, evangelical uh, class talking about, uh, uh, you know, uh, witnessing. And he talked about the gospel and he right. actually talked about the gospel and talked about how uh, he made it so he could do it in, I guess, 15 seconds, like give somebody the gospel. Ooh. 15 seconds. Is that, is that possible? Was that, was that like, you know, what do you call it? Snake oil or whatever. Is, is that something <laughs> that could be done? Wow. I, I, that's nothing I would want to take on. Uh, we, we do see, we, again, going back to Sola Scriptura and to the biblical example sure. we have, I, I think it would be hard to get through the components of the message of the gospel that fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I don't want to say he did not present the gospel. Maybe he's a speed talker, kind of like an auctioneer, and he actually did. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if the people could hear him. Well, well, listen, <laughs> or hear the gospel they, that fast. yeah. Only you know, it just it had it, the gospel does the work, man. He said fast, and it goes in subconsciously, and they regenerate it. You see how what I did right there, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh so, well, man! Again, we see. You know, the gospel is. We have big forms of the gospel. Of course, you have the four gospels of the New Testament there, right. but we also see uh, see smaller gospel presentations, such as the Book of Acts, the different sermons there by mm-hmm. Paul or by Peter or, or, the, or the Day of Pentecost, that Peter's message. But we find in that uh, components and ingredients that really need to be taught today, and, and we find that m- many of these components. I, I've laid them out here, uh, Dwayne. There. Yep. Using primarily Romans one one through five, but number one that Jesus is the fulfillment of all of prophecy. Number two, Jesus is God. Number mm-hmm. three, Jesus is human. Number four, Jesus died for sins. Number five, Jesus rose from the dead. Number six, Jesus is the Christ. And number seven, Jesus is Lord. And finally, number eight, salvation is by grace alone. And I don't even know if I made it 15 seconds just stating those things. Maybe I right. did. Hey, you uh, might have. <laughs> <laughs> but these things need to be taught today. Yeah. It, it's amazing how many people will present a gospel but never tell the person that Jesus is God. Mm. And if a person believes in that gospel but yet does not believe that Jesus is God, has that person been saved? Exactly. Uh, and, and this is critical today because we assume people know the gospel, and they're, they're, we're, when we say the word gospel, we think people have defined it mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. we have, but that's not the case. You witness to multiple people, and you will find that there are so many gospels. And in the book, I use multiple examples, but I was teaching a college class on uh, just a, on the Bible at a local college. And I asked them, what is the gospel? And immediately hands went up. They were hap- more than happy to proclaim what they believed the gospel to be. And just one by one, with an extremely sincere heart, they stated what they believed the gospel was. And, and that one person who had already gone through a divorce, he said, well, the gospel is how God got me through this divorce. And another person said, well, well, the gospel is about how to have a great life. And another person says, well, the gospel is the whole Bible. And one by one, I had 10 different answers, and all 10 of them were different. Right. And so I returned then the question to them. I said, well, the gospel is the power of God into salvation for all who believe. So now I want to ask you, which one of your 10 gospels, if a person <laughs> walked in here, do they have to believe in in order to be saved? Mm. And immediately a hush went across the room because they understood, wait a minute, I think we've redefined what the gospel is. 
Wow. And uh, and that that's where we're at today. We have yeah. good meaning, good hearted, professing Christians who are out and about, but yet they've changed the gospel into something that that the the authors, the the biblical authors, were not uh, saying is that gospel. So again, a call to get back to the ingredients, the components of the gospel. And oh, Dwayne, you always end with some, something funny, but uh, uh, this little section of the book is in part one there, but explaining what is the gospel. Um, I, I use an analogy that I like to use with kids, with anyone really, and it's simply this analogy of how do you make a peanut butter jelly sandwich? Mm-hmm. And my, the people in my, my congregation favorite. last <laughs> laugh at me <laughs> because they're like, oh, no, not the peanut butter jelly sandwich analogy again. <laughs> but it's so simple, and I don't know if this works in other countries as much, but I know it works here. <laughs> uh, it's something that's standard. Everyone knows. And I simply ask a person, hey, what what are the ingredients of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And, and you know, it's peanut butter, it's jelly, and it's bread. It's not, a, not designed to be a trick. And I would say, well, well, what if you came to my house and I offered you that, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but just gave you bread with jelly and they would say well that's not a peanut butter and jelly sandwich i said you're right and so what if i went back to the kitchen and said hey what about this and handed it to them it's just a glob of peanut butter and jelly on the plate they would obviously know that's not a peanut butter and jelly sandwich mm-hmm. and the point of this is it's because a vital component is missing that it is not the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that they had in mind and, and so it is with the gospel. We need to treat the gospel, in a very simple analogy here, like the peanut butter jelly sandwich, that there are components that make this message up. And it is our duty as Christians to profess the entire message and not to just take the parts that we like or the parts that are not controversial and state that this is the gospel. So to present the gospel in its entirety to someone, and as, as we get to there in the book, not to take away from the gospel either. The mm-hmm. gospel is usually changed by addition or subtraction, and we have to be very careful not to subtract or add. And again, the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, if you're at my house and I go to give you one and uh, I put a sardine in the middle, then... Uh, that's Mm-mm. not a good peanut butter jelly sandwich. Something Mm-mm. has been added that corrupted the entire thing. So we have to be careful when we present the gospel not to add anything. Don't add works into the gospel of grace, right? right? But to leave it as is and let God save through that gospel. Wow. Anyway, so now everyone out there is hungry for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but uh, <laughs> as, they, uh, as, they, <laughs> as they eat that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, maybe it will help remind them uh, the gospel has components, and I need to make sure I get the components out there. (laughs) Nice. I love it, man. I love it. Wow. That actually is is a great way to close this out, man, because, I mean, that is so true. Um, Great analogy. Um, uh, Wow. I love it. I love it. And I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So that, that's right up my alley. <laughs> Not too many of them now that you're working out. So I know, man. I know. I got to be mindful. <laughs> got to get the, the wheat bread and the almond butter. Go. And yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Healthy yeah, we, peanut butter we, and jelly sandwich. We'll figure it out, man. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Well, listen, I really appreciate you taking time coming on the show, man. It is always uh, fun and a pleasure to have you on the show or just around, man. I, I definitely value um, our connection 
And, um, and I definitely, uh, again, thank you again. Um, I, I, I can't close without giving you at least a few more minutes to any words of, uh, encouragement, any words you want to close with before we, we get out of here, man. Uh, well, Dwayne, I would just, just say I definitely appreciate the time and I appreciate, uh, multiple friends from staffs of even, uh, seminaries that I, that I trust and you trust that have helped, uh, recommend and endorse the book, uh, Dennis Johnson. Uh, from Westminster. We have Stephen Nichols from uh, Ligonier uh, Reformation Bible College and Guy Prentice Waters from Reformed Theological Seminary and Timothy Paul Jones from Southern Baptist Seminary. I uh, appreciate them uh, reading the book and endorsing the book because honestly, like we started off, I, I am a church planter. We've been going now for four years in Denton, Texas, and uh, it is not that I am some high exalted speaker my nose is in the Word of God, it seems like, all the time because I'm constantly teaching and preaching. And I just wanted to get this out uh, for our people and for anyone else who is interested in knowing the gospel and articulating that gospel and being able to communicate that gospel to others in their life. So I just want to encourage everyone out there, if you are desiring to witness to someone, uh, go to the Word of God. And even look at black back at Romans 1, 1 through 5, and see the ingredients there of the gospel. Look through the sermons there in the book of Acts and notice that it's all about who Jesus is and what he has done to bring about salvation. And their response is to believe in that gospel and to repent of their sin for salvation. Good deal, man. Awesome, awesome. Man. Thank you again to the listeners. Make sure you guys check out everything bar every Tuesday. Make sure you get this book. There'll definitely be a link in the show notes. Go to the website, the bar, uh, the bar podcast.com. I almost gave my work website just now. <laughs> I, I, I was really close, but so go to the bar podcast.com and uh, click on this show and you'll write in the show notes. There'll be a, uh, uh, embedded, uh, code with a, probably a really, really big, pretty picture of the book cover, a new feature on my word, WordPress. I'm excited about. So make sure you go pick up the book and let, uh, Pastor Trey know you heard him on the bar. Send him a message, write him a review on Amazon, do all of that good stuff, oh, man. Great. Cause we, we really appreciate, uh, the work, uh, that, that God is doing through you and, uh, definitely, uh, want to make sure that you are blessed and encouraged for that work, man. And, um, I think that's it, y'all. Make sure you check out, uh, the bar on Tuesdays, um, pass the discussion on Mondays, just thinking on Wednesdays. Mario Esco Live on Thursdays, Bars, Biblical and Reform Spitters on Fridays, and every other Saturday we have uh, Truth and Fire, the podcast. Make sure you go to thebargear.com, pick up some bar gear so that you can rep your favorite podcast, whether it's the bar, whether it's Just Thinking, whether it's bars, it's all located there at thebargear.com. Follow us on Facebook, The Bar Podcast, also Instagram and Twitter, The Bar underscore podcast. And until next time, you guys, God bless you, and we are out.
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there